What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B. And today, the B stands for the bitches back. Okay. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Um, honestly, I feel like I haven't talked to any of you guys in so long. I know I did like a little mini podcast last week, but I still technically recorded that early. Like I recorded that knowing, hey, I'm going to be out of town. So it's actually weird to be back knowing that I haven't actually sat down and chatted with you guys. And I'm really excited to catch up because there's a lot of things going on, a lot of excitement, a lot of tea and a lot of stuff that I can't even like say yet. There's so many exciting things coming. It's nuts. Um, so if you guys are a part of the brunch with Desby fam, you will be the first to know everything. You guys always know everything first. Everyone <laughs> this past week. Oh my God, you moved. Did wait, did I miss something? Did you move? I'm like, man, you guys don't listen to my podcast and it's showing right now. I'm almost embarrassed for you guys. Um, so welcome back and thank you guys who are here for being here. Um, today we have a pretty fun lineup. We have a tell me a secret episode, haven't done in a while. And these are always fun to do, um, because it gives me a second to like sit down and do nothing. And I don't have to like think in my head, okay, like what do people want to listen to this week? Or like what's on my heart to share X, Y, Z. And honestly, ever since coming back from vacation, coming back immediately to moving into our new house, I'm like not in the headspace to sit down and think. Like, I know that sounds so stupid, but to use my literal brain right now, I do not think can happen. I just have a lot to do probably in the next two weeks. It's like, okay, let's just like one at a time, bang this out. Step one, get my podcast recorded. You know, like do these small things because all the big things right now just seem very taxing. Like it's it's hard to explain. I'm like, I'm just, I'm stressed. Okay. And it'll all make sense soon when I can announce like all the new products coming out, all the new things coming out, updates on things. It, it'll all make sense for you. Okay. But tell me a secret. It'll be fun. Thank you guys who always submit. If you're ever wondering how to submit like a secret or um, like a time you met a celebrity. We've done a few of those episodes. Everything's always in the link in the description box, as well as like the link in my Desby bio. If you go there and scroll to the bottom, it shows you all my podcasts. And then it also shows like links, like submit your story here, 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 yada, yada. Um, so hopefully, hopefully you guys are ready for a trip. Um, honestly, I'm glad that I've been still being taken care of by better help because dude, if I didn't have a therapist right now, I think I'd be off the deep end. I didn't talk to my therapist all vacation because I really wanted to give my time to myself and my family and to just R and R. Um, but immediately when I got back, I scheduled an appointment to talk to her. I texted her through my app. And as you guys know, I use better help. Better help is an online teletherapy program. Um, there are hundreds of, um, expert, therapists in your area. And sometimes you can even find people that serve your area. 
um, that you might not find in person that actually have more expertise in what you need help with, you know, PTSD, trauma, anxiety, ADHD, um, you know, the list goes on, but you could find someone who could actually help you more than someone you see in person. Um, and it also alleviates the added trip to go to the therapist, right? I know how it feels to like sit down in front of someone and have that undivided attention, but that's what I do every week with my therapist on BetterHelp. I do televisits and sometimes we do face-to-face or sometimes we do a phone call. I'll literally put my headphones in and go for a walk and talk to her like a friend. So I personally love it. You can use code DESB to save 10% off your first month. And there's a ton of different program options based on how much you will utilize the service. So um, you can cancel at any time. Spend the best money I spend every month. Um, and again, you can use code DESB or go to www.betterhelp.com slash DESB um, for that 10% off your first month. So it's worth a try. Um, and especially with us going into fucking seasonal depression, like what a time to be alive. So quick wraparound for like my trip. Sorry that this podcast is everywhere. I almost feel like I've forgotten how to podcast, to be honest. Um, My trip was amazing. Um, If you guys didn't understand or know, for some reason, we went to Club Med in Punta Cana. Um, One of my old podcast guests, Carly Dell, she went there earlier and she actually used to work there. That's how her and her husband met. Um, They met at a different location, but through Club Med. I think her mom and her dad worked there as well. So like when she went to Club Med earlier this year with her son, um, she mentioned how great of a time she had. She actually went to Punta Cana. So I reached back out to her and was like, dude, is this worth going? I want somewhere where I can relax and enjoy, but also have Maddox, um, you know, and, and not be like a 12 hour fucking plane ride trip. Like just, it's not the thing to do with a baby. Okay. Let me just tell you that. So she recommended it. We ended up booking it probably three months ago. We were able to go. Um, we did get COVID tested on the way out. And then, uh, one day before we departed. So like 24 hours before we left, um, both negative, obviously. Um, but that was, that added a little bit of stress to like international travel because you're, you just hope you're negative. Like, I don't know. You, you just never know what could happen. Right. So luckily, um, Wyatt and I, I mean, we stayed away from people no matter what, like we kind of just wanted our time to just relax by ourselves, And, um, also being in the resort that we were at, we bought a, we kind of had like a suite. Um, so we were able to have like this walkout patio and we had like our own little cabana next to like a private pool. And it was nice because Maddox could be napping in the room and then we could still sit out on the cabana and then like go check on him and whatnot. So we really got to utilize the aspect of the room. There was daycare and stuff on site, but to be honest, like I just didn't feel comfortable sending him into a daycare, um, on vacation, like in a third world country. Like, and again, that's not like, that's just me as a mom. Like, I don't like daycare already. You add in COVID, you add in RSV right now, like Babies can't help that they're dirty, right? So I was like, you know what? I can't add the stress of like daycare right now. So it was nice to utilize our room. Um, The weather was pretty great. First two days were like kind of rainy on and off, but the rest of the week was beautiful. Um, It was so hot. Um, It was just nice, dude. We like literally we did nothing. We ate, we laid out, we laid in bed, we watched movies, we watched Netflix, we watched, finished all of Squid Game during that time. Um, which also side note, Squid Game has been watched by over 50% of Netflix viewers. 
So out of all people who own Netflix and buy, like purchase Netflix, 50% of those accounts have watched Squid Games. That's, that makes it the most watched Netflix series ever. And it's Korean, which I just think is so powerful. It's very, very cool. Um, and it's like a really cool storyline behind how the, the, the actual Squid Game series was able to finally be produced. Like, I guess he'd been trying for years and got shot down. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, anyway, so we watched that. Um, and it was really nice. Um, highly recommend club med. I will definitely be going back to a club med. I think we would maybe go to like Mexico again, but honestly, we don't plan on traveling for a while. Not only with just how hard it is with kids, like it's just really not that fun. I'd love, I'd rather go camping. I'd rather go somewhere we can drive. You know what I mean? I think flying, it's just, I'm over it. I'm over it. I actually did quite a few trips this year with Maddox for, you know, Alani and Hydrojug and a few other trips, you know, Florida to see Wyatt's dad. And I'm, I'm just done. I'm fucking done. Like I can't, I can't, I can't. And he didn't do bad on the airplane um, by any means, but if anything, he always gets like, everyone's always like, he's such a great baby. I'm like, thanks. Do you want him? For the, do you want him for the night? Let me know. Um, so he actually does very well on the plane, but it's just like, he's just squirmy, right? He just wants to like walk and stand and learn everything. And so he doesn't just sit on my lap anymore. And it's like, ah, I can't do this right now. Um, so once we got back from our vacation, we literally got back Saturday at 1130 PM to wake up Sunday at 7 AM. I went and worked out real quick. We finished packing Um, and we literally left by 2 PM, um, from our house to Michigan. Um, and then I have to go back this coming weekend, which you guys are going to be listening to this when it's over, but I have a wedding in Ohio on Friday. Um, and then I'll be heading back to fucking Michigan by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, literally that's my life right now. So it's kind of difficult. Um, a lot of people have asked me why we've kept this move so low key, few different reasons. Um, number one, it's nice to have, it's nice to have privacy. You know, I share a lot and I love to share, but it's kind of nice to only have a small group of people know what's going on. You know what I mean? Cause then you got all these people, like I said, in my DMS, Oh my God, you moved. Wait, did I miss something? You moved, you moved. Did I miss something? It's like, yeah, I, I don't owe it to anyone. Tell anyone anything. So it's kind of nice to have that little bit of privacy for me. Also, like we purchased our dream home that we plan on being in to raise Maddox, send him to school, you know, all these things. And I, I did not want my privacy breached at all. You know, like I didn't want people to be able to go see what was on the market and like pinpoint fucking use mathematics to figure out what one I had the probability of buying. You know what I mean? It's like, I just don't want people to know where I live. Um, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, now there's obviously people can do their CSI work. I'm not stupid, but I don't want it as easily accessible because most people are lazy. So that was another reason. And then obviously the third, Wyatt like wants to keep his job until the end of the year. Um, so he's going to be working in Ohio and kind of be back and forth here while we sell our house there. We don't close like the, our buyers don't close until October 29th. So why it's going to be staying at the house, making sure that it gets sold, you know, whatever. And then we'll be kind of back and forth visiting each other. 
um, so that he can finish up his job through the rest of the year and um, do his due diligence there. So obviously sharing it publicly wouldn't really be smart with his job. So, and the only reason I'm saying it here is because I know no one listens to it <laughs> from there. Um, and, you know, he, he likes what he does. He likes his coworkers, but he's just ready for a new chapter. And as am I, and that's 100% okay, but he's just also not ready to walk away yet um, from like his income. You know, he wants to finish up. So, and I think that's fair. So those are a few reasons why we didn't really publicize it. Um, and again, it felt kind of nice to just do something under the radar for once. It was actually very nice. I kind of felt like Kylie Jenner, like when she got pregnant and then she's like, I had a baby. It's like, Hey, I moved. <laughs> um, so our new house is great thus far. Maddox is napping right now. I have a live workout in a little bit over an hour. Um, and all is well. It's just, it's, it's nice. It's I'm, like I said, I, there's a lot going on right now. I'm just, I'm taking it day by day. And I think at the end of the day, we can all remember that's all we can do, right? There's only so much in the future that we just cannot control. And if, if we just can't get there yet, because we can't control it yet, then like we can't worry about it yet. You know what I mean? So just take it day by day. We'll figure it out at the end of the day. If you got to wake up a little bit earlier some days to get extra work done or stay up a little bit later, you fucking do it. You know what I mean? So, um, it's going to be good good changes, great chapter. Like I'm literally almost surprised my sister's not over yet. <laughs> we live, um, relatively close to each other now to the point where at least we could visit each other daily if we want to. Um, but it's just funny. I'm like, um, where are you at? <laughs> but like I said, I have my workout and then I'm going to get to work after that and get, uh, a below the influencer podcast done and then also be able to unpack more. Oh, and I feel like I still have to purge. Like I purged when I packed and then I, I'm unpacking my clothes and I'm like, why do I have these? So stay tuned on my Poshmark, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for you guys. Spooky merch is live. Um, so many of you have purchased. I just want to say thank you so much. I My merch is so fun to me. Like I just, I love making witty shit and having fun. You know, like I don't think that you have to have these elaborate, you know, oh, seize the day. You're amazing. You're strong. Stay strong. Like, sometimes I just want my merch to say, don't be a fucking bitch. You know what I mean? If I could put don't be a cunt on a shirt, I dead ass would. Like, I <laughs> I know the C word to some people is so offensive, but I think it's funny. I literally wish I could make a shirt that just said cunt or something like cunt energy. I don't know. I Save me. Sorry if you find that word very offensive. I think it's funny. So whatever. Um, but the point is I just have fun with my merch. The spooky collection is probably one of my favorite yet. Um, I just think it, 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 it appeals to the masses. Like I just feel like a lot of people can get down on skeletons and spookiness and like the neon colors and the designs spooky bitch. I don't, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. And it's, it's awesome. So I just want to say thank you so much for you guys who order, I don't do merch to like rank in the big bucks. You know, I'm not like, oh my God, fuck. If a, if a shirt doesn't sell, I'm screwed. I keep the prices low because I, I don't make much. Like I might make like $2 if you buy a shirt. Like, great. You know what I mean? It costs me more to produce it. But I just love seeing people rep DBFT and rep these cool designs and 
really take on the mantra in their life of keep showing up. Don't be a bitch, you know, everything in between. Um, so I just appreciate you guys. And again, if you want to order or you want to order more, cause again, this is limited edition. Um, you can order it. I personally bought like all three mugs. <laughs> I got my t-shirts. I got, um, what else did I buy? I bought a t-shirt, I bought a sweatshirt, the mugs, stickers. I think that's it. And then I also bought a large, so I like really sized up because I wanted it uber oversized of the new tie-dye oversized t-shirt in the keep showing up. Um, I got like the tie-dye that like creamsicle color. Um, so fucking cute. So I have that one and I have the color Milky Way too. But anyways, um, everything is always in the description box, as you guys know. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that you guys are still listening. I feel very boring today. I think it's just because, like I said, getting back into the routine of like podcasting and talking Sometimes you feel so insecure, like, oh my God, are people even listening anymore? You know what I mean? Like you just haven't uploaded or or you haven't recorded in a few weeks to where it doesn't feel like anyone's listening. Are you out there? Out there? Out there? (laughs) All right, let's get into Tell Me a Secret and hopefully you guys have some juicy secrets. I'm drinking some water. I've literally, it's fucking 10.50 and I've drank no water today. Like I've just been running around all morning, getting Maddox together, clients, etc. So I've drank no water. So forgive me. I feel like we're always drinking liquids together, but mm. <sighs> Meyer crystal quenchers, bitch. Those are the best flavored waters. They beat out every flavored water. Okay, so you guys know the name of the game. We're going to go through some secrets. We're going to digest them. There's no rules, no constraints. These can be for real. These can be, or I mean, like, these can be, like, really juicy. These can just be, like, honest. Like, I'm struggling. Like, I don't ever, I never know what I'm going to get. I don't read them before I see you, before I'm, like, here. Okay, so we'll see. Starting out, all through college, I had a best friend who I had a crush on, and he had the same feelings but the timing was never right and we never got together. He ended up enlisting in the Air Force and I graduated and moved back to a different state for grad school where I met my now husband. I love my husband, but lately I've been thinking about my best friend and what would have happened if we would have tried at a relationship and been honest with each other about our feelings. I can't shake this feeling like I missed out on something there. Sincerely, <laughs> I said it right. The girl who can't stop thinking about what if. You know, I understand, especially since this woman's married, that she's probably feeling very conflicted in her emotions of like, why am I thinking about this? I don't think it's unnatural at all. Um, Now, if you're going to sit and dwell on it, that might be telling you something. I mean, it's, you know, are you happy in your marriage? You know, is there something maybe you're looking for a thrill, right? Like, how can you spice it up? There's plenty of reasons for thinking that, but I also think it's very normal to just sometimes fall into those moods where you just start to think about like the past. I don't think that's negative at all. So, um, sit on it, think about it, but don't dwell on it. Next up, my boyfriend said he would propose by the end of the year and the vendors and venues are already booking up. So I'm already starting to book things, even though I don't have a ring yet. 
Am I crazy? I'm not patient enough to wait until 2023. Sincerely, an anxious, eager, impatient bitch. So I don't think that that's crazy. If you and your boyfriend have a, a decent long-term relationship or a relationship where you know he's he's honest, you know, hey, yeah, it's coming by the end of the year. I don't blame you for booking things, but the only thing I will say is like, I think prolonging an engagement's actually really great. Wyatt and I got engaged in October of 2018 and we got married September, 2019. I personally, I just really wanted to get married in September. Um, so I wouldn't have wanted to wait two years. However, waiting like a year and a half or even upwards to two years. Like, I don't think that that's bad at all. It gives you plenty of time to save up. Weddings are so expensive. Um, and it also gives you time to really enjoy the period of being engaged because after you're engaged and you get married, like it doesn't happen again. So like, just think about that. You know what I mean? Like enjoy the opportunity to be engaged, enjoy the process. So I wouldn't say you're crazy, but I would take a step back and truly think, could I actually wait until I have the ring so you guys can really do this together, you know, and plan together and go visit venues together in XYZ, right? Don't rush the most, one of the most important days of your life. I'm getting married in a month and I'm a singer. I recorded mine and my fiance's first dance song and he has no idea can't wait until it's not a secret anymore. Sincerely a excited bride. That is so cool. I've actually thought about singing a song before for Wyatt. I'm not a good, I'm not a fucking singer, but Wyatt loves when I sing. And so I've always thought about doing something like singing for him. I probably never fucking will, but I think the thought of it is just so special. So I'm very excited to hear how that goes. This girl confessed her love for this guy to me at a bar and I had to sit there and listen to her as I had a hickey from him on my neck from the night before. From a girl who's never talking to a boy with a J name again. Oh my God. That's embarrassing. Like not for you, but like for her. That sucks. I wouldn't say embarrassing. That's That sucks that men are like that. Because then we look dumb as girls, right? That's so sad. After getting out of a five-year relationship and only sleeping with one guy, at the age of 21, I decided to go be a whore and sleep with a guy from a party I went to. Found out a month later, he gave me chlamydia, and then I met his girlfriend who also had, had chlamydia. This man straight up asked me to move to Arizona with him, and my old teammate posted a picture of him on her story cuddling with him, fucking men. Sincerely, the girl who hasn't made it, who wasn't made for the whole life because instead of feelings, I got an STI. Now that's the most brave sign off I've ever seen. First off, that's also crazy. Like I also, I don't think STIs are something to be like embarrassed about. Like I personally, I will be honest. I've never had one, but I know people that have that are completely like clean people. Like, I don't think we need to always associate with STIs with like dirtiness, like they used to be, but it still really sucks when you get it from someone you feel very betrayed. I spent eight months, give or take, kind of, seeing, dating, and sleeping with my ex-boyfriend's brother. I knew the brother first before I dated the ex for like two and a half years. But honestly, I think my feelings were way stronger for the brother than they were my ex. Sincerely, I make Eskimo, I make Eskimo brothers, literally. I, how does that work? How does that work when you fall in love with the sibling? How the fuck does that work? I, I think, okay, if I had another child, say I had two boys, 
Maddox and another boy. And I had a, I had, Maddox had a girlfriend. And all of a sudden that girlfriend ended up dating my other son. I'd, I don't think I could be okay with that as a mom. Like what, <laughs> what do you do? That's crazy. I am the worst and found out my boyfriend bought my engagement ring. I also found out what weekend he's proposing. We were using his computer for something and he had a folder called gifts. I wanted to see if he got me any Christmas gifts yet, LMAO. So I clicked on it and I saw it all. I still have no, no idea which exact day or how he'll do it. So I hope it's still magical, but I feel bad it won't be a total surprise. I would never tell him and ruin it for him. And I never tell anyone else this, but regardless, we've talked about getting engaged for forever, buying a house. So I thought it would be coming soon anyway. Signed, the nosiest fuck girlfriend. I will say, I didn't know why it was going to propose, but I had a hunch. And then the day of, I thought he wasn't going to. But regardless, my point is, even having a hunch, and once I was down on the field for like my engagement, I kind of knew it could be coming. It was still the most magical and special feeling ever. So even though you kind of know, it's still special, right? So don't read into it as much as you can. You'll still feel elated, 100%. Secret, currently in a three-year relationship and happily living with my boyfriend in California. A few months ago, I secretly met with my ex for dinner after not speaking for over two years. He reached out when he knew he'd be in town, and it seemed like he wanted closure. We were, in, we were high school sweethearts who struggled with college distance and ultimately called it quits after graduation. He's in a healthy partnership with his girlfriend of three years as well. Our nerves after dinner broke down, and we discussed where we were in our lives. We're both happy, but we will always be each other's and first in wholesome love. He described our hug goodbye as a puzzle piece that felt like home. I think about him and wonder what we could have been nearly every day. Let's not even begin to dive into what my sleep state dream mind does. Ugh. We are both too deep in our new relationships to do anything about the lingering love for now, aside from acknowledging it and continuing on. I suggested zero communication moving forward after the guilt of old feelings arising. My boyfriend is the most loyal guy I've ever met, which is how he got me hooked aside from his pearly whites and cheesy jokes. I'm blessed to be with him, but I've always had this guilt of love that I can never let go of. The love we have is different, more secure, sustainable as an adult. He still has no idea of my thoughts, nor that we met up. Sincerely, if Rose can let go, so can I, damn it. <laughs> with like a little Titanic emoji. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious how many of you guys have actually done this. You know, gone, be, I hate the word behind your back, but gone out on your own and have met up with like an ex maybe or needed some closure or something like that. I feel like at some point in our life, we, we all can say we can't. We have. I don't, I don't think that there's anything you did here that was wrong. You suggested the zero communication. You acknowledged where you felt. And like you said, the only thing we can do is move on. And again, we have this natural human tendency to always want what we can't have. So at that moment, you could have had that little bit of weakness where you started thinking, what if, what if, what if. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think, oh, I'm, am I really happy where I'm at? I don't think so. Like you're fine. You know, it just, it's, it's human. It's life that I, I think, I think that there's multiple partners for everyone. I do. But I think that your soulmate is the person that you're supposed to match up with fate wise, different place, different time, different location you're in. I think we could all find soulmates everywhere. Multiple. 
not soulmates because I just, you know what I'm saying? We could find partners anywhere. A couple weeks ago, I got a message on Facebook from a guy we will call K. K asked me if I knew a guy we will call Z, who is my ex-husband. I said that, I said, that's my ex-husband and we have been divorced for almost a year now. Why? He told me he knew Z created a Reddit page with naked photos of me asking men to come have sex with me and let him watch. I proceeded to look up the page and bam, there was my body, practically my asshole. Boobs, pics, lingerie pics, you name it, it was there. Each picture he posted, he would ask something like, come meet me in my hot wipe, let her worship your dick. Or asking for a threesome or just to watch people have sex with me. Saying I needed someone in my life with a bigger dick than his. He was submitting my naked photos to porn pages on Reddit with like 700,000 followers and having them reposted. He started this page a year ago. Mind you, they've been divorced for a year. He posted his Snapchat and his phone number all over the page and even included personal data that pertains to him and his bio. The worst part is we share a child together. And while I have 75% physical custody, while she was visiting him, he was doing this. I asked Kay, so this is the guy that came to her and said, this is what's going on, if he had any more information. And he said that Z sent him videos of Z and I having sex when we were married and even photos of me and sent me everything. Kay said Z gave him his Snapchat name and phone number, which were all his, and told Kay he wanted him to watch him have sex with me and tried to make plans to meet up. I filed a police report, got my daughter back in my care, filed a restraining order on him and taking him to court in two weeks. Then after that, I plan to take custody and child support from him. I'm keeping this quiet for now as far as confidentiality because the less people that know, the better for my court case. But I plan to out him and everything he did to me once the court case is closed. My lawyer thinks he's facing prison time. I could really use a prayer, but also have that fuck him energy. And I know I'm going to come out on top. Written from a mom who's taking her power back. Now, this is fucked up on a multitude of levels because (laughs) the internet is so hard because you hear these things and it's like, why can't the cops just go fucking get him right now? That, that it's just seems so illegal, so wrong. And again, like you said, to have custody of your child for him to your child to be in his care and he's posting these photos of you. Like she's, what is she doing? Sitting on the ground playing and he's on his phone doing that. Like what the fuck? I hope, I'm so glad that you got out of that marriage. Number one. And number two, I hope and pray that your court case is solid. I also have a pretty good lawyer. So if you ever need any outlook, let me know. Um, whoever this person is, just reach out. But I hope that things go your way. Let's just say that. I once fucked my boss and teacher in the same year. Wow. (laughs) They were both sexy as hell. You got to work for what you want, bitch. XOXO, the girl who doesn't know how to keep it PG. I've said this before because I've gotten quite a few of these secrets of like, I've fucked my boss. I fucked my coworker. I fucked my teacher. I fucked my professor. And just how? How does it come to the point where you guys start to fuck? Like, how, how do you read that energy? How do you both know? Because what if you make a move and then all of a sudden you're expelled from school? Like, how do you know it's for sure? I've just always wondered how you get in those predicaments. 
I caught my mom cheating via sexting some dude when I was 18. I told her if she didn't tell my dad, I would. She came clean in the end. Sincerely a daddy's girl. I would love to know what your relationship with your mom is like now. <laughs> Truly just curious. Hey, Des. <laughs> hey, sis. So here's a crazy story I have for you. So it was Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Parents were gone, so my sister was having a party at our house. Since many of them were underage and their parents didn't know they were out drinking, many of them spent the night. It was about 2 a.m. when my boyfriend, now husband, and I were sleeping in bed. All of a sudden, I hear my door open and my sister's best friend came in. I knew she was sleepwalking because she was mumbling all sorts of things. I was scared to wake her because I just watched Step Brothers at the time thinking of the sleepwalking. <laughs> she then walks over to my bed and tries to get into it. My boyfriend hops out of bed. Oh, and yeah, she's, he's naked. Backs himself into a corner of the room. I have a pillow over my mouth to try to stop laughing. And eventually I scoot her towards the door. But she doesn't leave. Instead, she goes behind the door and all I hear is a rushing stream. And I realize that she's peeing in my room. I start gagging. My boyfriend's freaking out. She finishes her business. As she's walking around my room, she whips her knee high, pee-soaked socks on my floor and tries to hop in my bed. At this point, I grab her and push her out of my room into my sister's room. I go wake my sister, but she's passed out drunk, no use. So I have to be on cleanup duty. The next day I tell my sister what happened and she told her friend she didn't believe her until she smelled the pee on her shorts. Let's just say I can no longer look at that friend the same. Signed off from a girl who hates sleepwalkers. Sleepwalking's weird. I don't know if you guys follow that girl on TikTok who does sleepwalking episodes like she like records herself. It's weird. How do how again, how? How does that stuff happen? I don't I've never looked into like the actual like brain aspect you know what happens to your brain when you sleep but I'm truly curious I'm quitting my nine-to-five job with so much security benefits to chase my dream of making my own business I'm terrified and it's gonna be a massive change I'm very very scared but excited but also fuck me I have to do this for my physical and mental health sincerely scared shitless I love chasing a dream you know there's always jobs out there I'm taking a drink sorry I think that um, we get caught up. And mm. thinking there's nothing. Like if we quit our job, oh, oh my God, we can never go back. Sure, maybe not to that job, but you can find another job. There's so many ple- people out there that need workers right now. Um, it might not be the prettiest job, but guess what? You'd rather chase your dream first. And if you got to fall back on something, you fall back. So I'd been flirting with this guy for over two years. He was a friend of a girlfriend of mine, but I was in a long-term relationship when we met. This dude was a hottie with a body, my type to a T. He was funny, smart, and financially stable with his own house at 25. I mean, come on, swoon. When my seven-year-long relationship finally ended and my mourning period was over, I finally had my opportunity to get with my dream dude, so naturally I started hanging out with him more. One night, we went out with a group of friends, Bottles were popping. We spent the night dancing on the Callahan's rooftop patio. My girlfriend was my DD, and we went to leave. My dream dude asked if I wanted to ride home. For Oh, he asked for a ride home, too. She agreed and told him she would drop him off first. We got to his place. My friend had to pee, so we came inside. Dream dude and I started making out while she was on the toilet. She came out of the bathroom. Let's just say she knew I wasn't leaving. Yeah, we, we know what happens there, Okay. 
So being the excellent excellent wing woman she was, she went home. Next thing you know, I'm in the dream dude's bed. We are basically ripping each other's clothes off and telling me how badly he's wanted this for so long. I'm in fucking heaven. Until he takes his boxers off. What I saw there is absolutely not what I pictured in my dreams. His dick is literally the size of a baby carrot. In my head, I'm screaming, fuck, what do I do with this? My drunken self thought, maybe he's a grower, not a shower. So I try to help the process along, but it is what it is. I've witnessed my first micro penis. I have no clue how to navigate this moment, so I just let things take their course. He flips me around and starts talking dirty to me. Oh, baby, you like that? How does that feel? I almost burst out laughing laughing because I felt nothing. Absolutely nada. Nada. He finally finishes and he decides he wants to snuggle. He's holding me and telling me it's the best night of his life. All I'm doing is staring at a bedside clock, counting down the minutes until I can escape. A few sleepless hours later, I woke up and asked him to take me home. I didn't speak to him the entire car ride, and I ghosted him after that. He's married now, and to this day, I wonder how his wife gets off. <laughs> Sincerely too good to be true. That's the most sad story I've read. <laughs> the hype was real. The emotions were real. He obviously was maybe a good kisser, too. You know, the vibes were good. I've never seen a micropenis. I, I almost need to Google one, but I'm scared the like CIA is going to come at me if they see me Googling that. I'm sorry for you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the size of a baby carrot right now, and I'm kind of just looking at my, my pinky finger. And I, I, I now wonder about his wife as well. So let us just wish her well, and that's it. Hey, Des, buckle up. <laughs> Buckled. In reference to your latest podcast, you said you were going to do a story about you and Wyatt and how everything is, is, isn't is butterfly and rainbows. I wanted to add and say that that is 1,000% right. My husband and I have been together for 7.5 years and started dating in high school. We were each other's first relationship, so we knew nothing else. Around year four, things started to get rocky, and I admit I was having off feelings. I didn't know what to do, so we ended up taking a break for six months. Mind you, we'd lived together, too. It was a shit show. Anyways, that summer, we were both able to find ourselves. Hate saying that. But truly, our souls found each other again. Took a lot of trust and communication to work at our relationship, and we're now happily married for a year. Shout out, pandemic wedding. I'm so grateful for this journey. I feel selfish saying this, but this is the space to call ourselves out. But I feel like I needed to see what it was like alone on both ends. So the end, relationships take time and you have to choose each other every day. P.S. You're a great storyteller. Sign the chick who definitely won't sign off with sincere. <laughs> sincerely. <laughs> First off, thank you. So many of you guys said sincerely. I have not fucked up today, but you have. Fucking watch yourself. Also, I will say, I, I'm excited for Wyatt and I to do another episode together. Probably be coming in the next few weeks. Um... But yeah, you know, relationships are fucking hard, dude. And um, again, natural tendency as humans is is change. We want to try new things. We want to meet new people. We want, you know, all these things. And so it's hard 
to be sometimes with the same person. It can be scary, right? Because people are like, oh my God, you're with the same person. Are you like, okay. And then you start thinking, oh my God, am I, am I okay? Like, I don't know. It's crazy, right? You can, you can just spiral out of nowhere. You're like, wait, what? I'm happy. So it can be difficult, but I love how she said, you do have to choose each other every day. And it's the most cliche thing to say, but it's very true. You have to wake up and choose to continue to be each other's rock. You do. Um, and it's not always easy. I'm not the perfect wife. That's fucking for sure. Why it's not the perfect husband. He's pretty, he's pretty fucking close. If anything, I'm terrible. Um, but we, we're always working on each other. You know, we can always be better for each other. This is a response to your most recent podcast where you asked who's done dirty with best friends of exes and whatnot. So in high school, this guy chased me for a whole year and he was literally obsessed. I wasn't into that or him. I don't think he got the message that it wasn't going to happen until I lost my virginity to his best friend and he found out about it. Oops. Sorry. Not sorry. Signed off. Not the S word. You know, the word, (laughs) the girl who subconsciously planned to lose her virginity to the guy's best friend. So he'd get off my back. That's funny. In high school, or I think that you said it was high school. Um, that had to a bit felt like the end of the world for him. <laughs> Strap up, Des. This story's wild. Okay, you guys are really coming with the heat. So I hope that these some of most of these stories are matching up. When I was a senior in high school, I was a huge stoner. Mind you, I went to a private Christian school where either everyone was either on a scholarship or their parents were somehow linked to the city council or just plain out rich. Every year the school hosted a huge senior getaway to kick off the school year and flash forward I get caught with weed in my bag and have to sit down with the principal and call my parents. I end up putting I end up getting put up for possibly sp- suspension but here's where it gets wild. I actually end up getting warned because the principal's son who was also my history teacher at the time bailed me out. Fast forward I end up linking up with my history teacher to smoke the rest of the weed I had. This ended up sparking into a huge relationship through my senior high school, which then carried in the first two years of college. Come to find out I was way too young when I met him. We ended up being being two different people and broke up. XOXO, the girl that I hope doesn't have a daughter like me. Holy shit. So you get in trouble. The principal's son, who's the history teacher of yours, bailed you out. You end up linking up to smoke the weed with him later, and then you guys end up having a relationship. For like three years. That was kind of fucking wild. I will give you that one, sis. All right, last one. This one's really fucking long. Um, so let's just, let's end on this one. All right. All right, Des, buzzle, buckle the fuck up. Because I'm about to spill one secret I've told myself I would, would take to the grave and never, never tell a fucking soul. And I've kept that promise for almost six years now. But the real ladies of this podcast, they deserve to hear this shit show. And I would love to hear your commentary, LMFAO. Oh my God, this is scary. Okay, so I'm 19 at the time of the story and was dating my then boyfriend for about a year at this point. He was my first real love and 100% thought I was gonna end up marrying this kid. God, don't we all? His family went on family vacation, so they asked me to watch their huge house. They're stupid rich. They allowed me to have one friend over a night as I watched their place for five days and took care of their dog. Well, as a child in a strict household growing up, I was never allowed to party, drink, have boys over, stay out past nine, stay at anyone's house without my parents knowing who they naturally were, and I went wild in college. Legit, don't remember my first two years from blacking out every weekend, LMAO. Anyways, I was a good girl and invited one of my closest friends growing up to come over and spend the night when I house sat. I walked my ass to the local store and used my fake ID to buy shit wine, and my friend used her brother to get her liquor. After lots of laughing, talking about boys, we're both boy crazy as fuck, 
and a copious amount of alcohol, we both black out. Next thing I know, what the, what the fuck? Next thing I know, I wake up in a dark room eating out a girl. Like all over my face, fingers soaked, like going at it. I've never had sexual feelings for a girl before. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I brown back in, go up to the person, it's pitch black and say, wait, who are you? Her response is, my name is blank, insert friend's name I invited. So enthusiastic. We were, so this is her friend. She literally invited over. We were so black out. We had zero clues going on. She had no idea it was me doing this. So I stumbled down the stairs trying to figure out what happened. Still blackout. And I thought I disarmed the system and let the dog out and clear my mind and the fucking alarms go off and I can't get it to turn off. Next thing you know, two cop cars are outside banging at the door. I'm in panic as one, I'm not the homeowner. Two, blackout. Three, half naked from whatever the fuck is happening upstairs. I have anxiety right now. I sprint upstairs and eventually go away. They go away and leave a notice. The next morning I walk downstairs, clean everything up and beg the universe that my best friend 100% blacked out and doesn't remember a thing. To this day, we have never made any mention of that night and we are still friends to this day. Not as close anymore due to us going to different schools and living in different cities now, but damn. I will never not think about that night when I hang out with her and fear she'll magically remember LMAO. After that night, I questioned my sexuality throughout my entire college career and still to this day, Still do to this day because I have no idea how I got in that position. I believe everyone is a little gay in some aspect, but that was the only time I had a sexual experience with a girl. I don't know. Maybe I was just horny and plastered. Anyways, no longer with that guy. His family never found out. Now I'm with the love of my life the past two years. I'm glad I got the wild out when I did. Sincerely, a prude girl gone bonkers in college. What? what I I'm speechless like what what (laughs) that's fucking crazy that was one to end on let me tell you that thank you so much for allowing us to end on that one because that that was a fucking that was crazy. And I like the fact that you were like, am I a little gay? I'm shook. Um, so any, anyways, like, I don't even know if like, how do I carry on after like that kind of story? How do I carry on after a multitude of these stories? Um, anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening today. I always have fun with these episodes. Again, like I said, just mindless. I appreciate you guys allowing me to to just, like I said, be mindless and enjoy. Um, wow, what a story. I got to get ready for my workout. Um, check the description box. Join BetterHelp today, code DESBY. Um, tell me another secret. Maybe we'll do another one a little bit sooner than before. Um, and make sure you check out my website. Check out the spooky merch. And if you're looking for a one-on-one coach, um, I'm kind of your girl. So, Happy Sunday, guys. Stay tuned for all to come.